right. So we had a couple questions come in to Healthy Tribe a little bit ago that Kevin and I will address, but I definitely want to wait for him for the first one because he has all of the, the canning. Um, he's the one, he's the canner. I'm, I haven't done canning actually. Not yet, but the state of the world these days, I'm thinking that I might want to start doing that. So we will see. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Hello, Curtis. All right, guys. Well, while we're waiting for a few people, a few more people to join, I thought since I only had about 20 minutes between the after hours show and this Q&A, um, and I was starting um, after talking about, what did we talk about? Oh, we talked about leeks, Kevin's favorite creamed leek dish, and it made me super hungry. And so I only had a few minutes to make something and get it, you know, and eat it before I started this. And so I wanted to just share what I ate because why not? Um, so my husband has been under the weather, unfortunately. Uh, I think he had a cold. He's starting, you know, to feel a little bit better. But I made homemade chicken soup in our pressure cooker, um, the instant pot the other day. Um, and it provided a really good amount. No worries, Kevin. Um, anyway, it provi provided a really good amount, like two dinners worth of, um, of chicken soup for both of us to eat. And, um, I put a whole chicken in there. And then after I pull the meat off the chicken and pull that broth out, then I put the bones back in for another round to make some chicken broth that I like to freeze um, on the side. So, um, oh, Kevin, Kevin was making yogurt just now. So anyways, I thought that I'd fill everyone in on what I just ate since I only had like 20 minutes between the show and this. And so I was saying that I, I made chicken soup in my Instant Pot um, and then I put the bones back in to make broth, which I love to freeze. And, um, and so I had, so when I make my chicken soup, I don't use the entire, you know, chicken and, you know, in the soup. So I typically put all the dark meat in there. And then after I put it in the instant pot, um, so I pull all the meat off the bones and put, pour the liquid into a pot. And then I add all my veggies that I want to include in the soup kind of separately. And so I, had all of this um, leftover chicken breast. So two, you know, chicken breasts. And I love to use that in, you know, for other meals throughout the week. So I just ran over to my kitchen in between the show and this, and I heated the chicken um, in like a little pan real quick. I grated a little bit of cheese to make it kind of sticky. And then I mixed in some of the Primal Kitchen. It's a spiced mayo. I forgot exactly what it is. I think it's Chipotle lime, actually. The Chipotle lime mayo. And I mix it in there to kind of make a really quick chicken salad. And then I put it with a little bit of lettuce on top of these awesome cauliflower sandwich thins. 
that I know I posted um, on the, what's it called? The cookbook at some point, but these are great. I found them in the grocery store in the, fr in the freezer section. I'm not gonna lie, they're not, they're a little spendy, but you know, you don't eat them with every meal. So it's kind of a little treat, um, but they are, the only thing that it's really, that's really in it is fresh cauliflower, um, cage-free eggs, Parmesan cheese, uh, nutritional yeast, and jalapeno. Oh, this one has jalapeno flavoring. And they're really great. So I kind of made like these open face um, tacos. Kevin says he loves them too. Yeah, these are really great. Um, I don't know how many other flavors they have, but I just discovered the jalapeno and I'm a fan. So anyway, that's what, that was my quick little, you know, between show and the Q&A. That was my little meal. That's what I got down um, in less than 20 minutes. So I thought I'd share while I was waiting for more people to join. All right, Kevin, we have some questions that came in earlier today. Um, there are a couple of them. Let's see. Let's go ahead and address them. So I told everyone where I was waiting for you because I haven't canned yet. So you're the expert canner. So the first question is um, from Ron. He says, I fell asleep water bath canning brisket around two and a half, three hours in. They probably were submerged under the three hour mark. Woke up after four and a half hours total. Do you think they'll be okay? So he fell asleep. He says that they were submerged until about the three hour mark and then woke up four and a half, four and a half hours later. What is your thought on that? Let's see. Kevin said the brisket will be fine. <laughs> I think that's all that really matters. <laughs> so um, that's good news. Apparently the brisket will be fine. Um, I don't really know all the details about this, but I assume that there would be like a time temperature control thing um, where bacteria could potentially grow. Um, that would be my guess. But it sounds like you are good to go. So Ron, your brisket is fine. All right. Let's see here. Ricky asks, my wife can't handle nightshades. They make her swell. Is that a side effect of another problem or just the foods? That's a great question. <clears throat> so Ricky, nightshades can be problematic for some people. Um, it depends if she has like a SIBO, then she could temporarily not be able to handle nightshades. Um, or she could just be like the gentleman that we had, um, live on the show today, the case study that we did where he specifically, he specifically, um, knows that onions, he can't handle onions. Um, he doesn't have dysbiosis or anything, but he knows that onions give him acid reflux. So he has to stay away from those. He, for whatever reason, other nightshades don't bother him, but it all depends. So what I would say is um, have your wife sign up for a discovery call and we'll see where she stands in terms of, um, usually we, we know right away um, if she has symptoms um, of a leaky gut 
um, or like a dysbiosis in her small intestine. Um, but for the most part, it, it kind of depends. All right, let's see here. Oh, and Kevin also wanted to follow up on Ron's question about canning the brisket. He said, as long as the jars, as long as the jars were sealed, wait, hmm, sorry guys, I'm having a little, I think there's a misspelling here. Um, as long as the jars seal, oh, as long as the jars seal, then we did the minimum time, everything is fine going longer, doesn't hurt anything. Okay, so yeah, as long as the jars are sealed, then going longer doesn't hurt. So you're in the clear, Ron. Oh, yes, as long as our jars seal, you should be good. All right, thanks, Kevin. Um, Paul asks, hi guys, another great show today, thank you. Kevin, you mentioned Kratom. The other day, I'm having surgery in a couple weeks to repair an inguinal hernia. Would red kratom be a good alternative painkiller? And Kevin's answer is yes. I personally don't have any, um, you know, experience with kratom, but I've heard that it is wonderful for pain. So that is good information. All right. Let me see here. Ricky says that they are carnivore-ish. I love hearing when someone is something-ish, they're keto-ish, they're trying keto, they're carnivore-ish. Um, carnivore-ish is not bad. I actually prefer that people be carnivore-ish than um, you know only eating muscle meat and not getting nutrients. So that's not a bad thing, but please do have your wife sign up for a free discovery call and we can hopefully get to the bottom of her issues. If we can't in 10 minutes, which a lot of times we can't, you know, address a deep-seated problem that in that short of amount of time, then she can also sign up for a one-on-one -on -one after that if we don't address her situation. All right. Oh. Uh, Kevin posted an organic Kratom product, a link to it. I hope I'm saying that right. Kratom, Kratom, Kratom. All right, let's move on to a question that came in a couple hours ago from Dan. He says, tested positive for COVID this last Sunday. A lot of people are getting COVID, by the way. My sister just had it. My niece, our friends in Italy just got it. Um, our friend down the road just, just got it. I mean, everyone seems to be getting it. You're not hearing about it in the news much, which is interesting. Um, because I think it just took its natural cycle and it's not nearly as, you know, as of a problem as it's not nearly a problem as it once was. Um, so that's a good thing. But anyways, uh, back on my feet, but lightly don't know who or how, but haven't eaten in a couple days. Don't know who or how, but haven't eaten in a couple days. Okay. Craving everything was on cardioid or cardio miracle. When should I load back up on my vitamins? Raw throat halfway to my stomach. Breakfast today is sausage spinach with cream cheese. Ooh, that actually looks pretty good. Your photo of the sausage spinach and cheese. I've never thought of making that. Um, okay, let's see here. So you had COVID so did you, oh, I wish you were alive. Um, 
I'm wondering if you contracted COVID on Sunday or I guess, I guess we're going to assume that you contracted it on Sunday. If you did, then you are probably over the worst of it. At least if you have a strong immune system, I've been asking around and most people have pretty much zero symptoms um, two days after or three days, like on the third day, they, they, they start to feel better. Um, and then I did notice that a lot of people are testing positive until uh, through day nine. So I'd be interested to hear how long you test positive. But anyways, um, Kevin chimed in and I totally agree with Kevin. Um, there's no reason why you shouldn't be taking your supplements. Like you shouldn't, you actually shouldn't have paused while you were, you know, had COVID. If anything, um, I would have boosted the amount of supplements. Um, but absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I would take them right away unless you have some reason why you're not taking them. Uh, if your stomach was, was upset, then maybe you just couldn't stomach the, the supplements. Sometimes that happens. Um, you had a raw throat or you still have a raw throat, it sounds like. Um, I, I would take your supplements right away. Absolutely. Um, but it sounds like you're eating. That's great. I don't know, uh, depending on how you're feeling, if you have like um, mucus and stuff, I don't know if I would jump jump right into dairy right away, just because it seems to kind of contribute to mucus accumulation. Everyone's different, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you are craving everything if you didn't have an appetite while you were sick. Uh, so definitely uh, go ahead and take those supplements they're only going to do you good, not any harm, if you can stomach them. Um, and yeah, eat everything you're craving. I mean, the good stuff only, but eat what you're craving because your body's telling you that you need the nutrients from that food. All right. Uh, that, I think, might be the only question. So if you have any questions, go ahead and write them in here. But let's see. Carl just messaged um, that there's a gentleman growing citrus all the way up in Nebraska in a geothermal regulated greenhouse. That must have been a comment from our show earlier because Kevin and I were talking about citrus plants because I have a sickly, um, I think it's tangelo tree in my backyard and not looking so good last season it didn't produce very tasty fruit this season it's kind of looking all spindly and half of the tree has leaves on it and the other half doesn't I just I think it's on its way out um but if you have a listen Kevin gave me some good advice he made a good point actually he said how pests don't typically affect trees or plants in general um, if they're if they're healthy, which I have to agree. If the plant is healthy, you will notice that all of the um, the insects that would eat the plant tend to go to the to the plants that that are unhealthy. It's really quite interesting, kind of similar to our our bodies and our microbiome and our health. So. I thought that was really interesting. And then Kevin also gave me the name of, I think it was Dr. Jim's with a Z, Z. 
and he has really good um, fertilizers for different plants. So I am going to try that first and we'll see what happens. All right, but uh, that's where the citrus comment came from. Just in case you missed the show, you can go have a listen um, because now everything is recorded and archived for you. All right, let's see here. Jeff says, I do not believe it when Kevin, I did not believe it when Kevin said, I would enjoy or look forward to cold showers, but I love them now. Three minutes and 30 seconds every morning. Stay strong, tribe. I love it. I am not good with the cold showers either. Um, you know, I, I really need to get better because we actually have a, a little pool in the backyard and if I could just suck it up and jump in there in the winter for even a minute, I think it would do wonders for me. I do swim in the summer, but <laughs> it's just so cold in the winter. But anyway, I'm happy to hear that you're doing that. I know it does wonders. Um, and good to know that you got used to it. Now you actually look forward to them. So that gives me a, a little positive um, kind of thought that maybe I should tackle it and just start doing it. All right, let's see. All right. Kevin says, I'm trying to grow citrus trees in containers so I can bring them in in the winter. Oh, wow. I wonder how big of a container you need to grow a citrus tree. I, you know, though, I've seen um, lemon trees that are quite small. I don't know if they're dwarf trees or what, but they actually, you, I think you can keep them in fairly small containers. Anyhow, keep us posted on that, Kevin. Hi, Kathy. She agrees with the cold showers. All right. I couldn't do five seconds and didn't try again for months. Now I love it. Another cold shower lover. I love it. I'm, this is more inspiration for me. I'm going to have to just do it. Okay. Oregon Limes. Fantastic. I know, Kevin, I have to do, I have to do the cold showers, especially in Florida, right? <laughs> There's really no excuse. Our, our, um, our showers don't even get cold enough to be considered a cold shower here. So it's quite silly. Um, I did get a surf in yesterday and afterward I only turned on the cold. So that was a big step for me. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I really, I need to embrace it. All right, let's see here. Oh, Ricky says we don't have hot water, so it's cold showers all the time. My body has a five-second initial shock, but then it warms up. And I think that's typically how it works. It's interesting. When we're kids, we don't think twice about jumping in cold water. We just do it. I, what changes when we grow up? Is it that we wisen up strangely? I don't know. But as kids... You know, we have relatives that come to Florida from colder climates um, in the winter where the water here is pretty cold. Like if you're surfing, you're wearing a wetsuit and not a thin wetsuit, like you're wearing a wetsuit and booties sometimes. And the kids, they don't even think twice. They go straight in the water and they'll be in there all day long. But for whatever reason, as we get older, as adults, we just, we don't tolerate it. It's, it's quite funny. All right. 
Yes, Kevin. The problem in Florida is it is hard to get cold water. Uh, I guess I just have to invest in one of those. I don't know. I'd probably just fill up a like a garbage can, like a plastic garbage can with ice water. I don't know how I get it in and out, but I'm sure I could figure it out. All right. Northern Indians is not a problem. Getting cold, 52, Jeff says. All right. Kathy, I have also now tried a shower with no soap or shampoo two days now. It doesn't feel any different. Interesting. Doesn't feel any different. But how do you smell? No, I'm kidding. Actually, Kathy, I think that's great. Um, you know, especially if you're using like antibacterial soaps, people get a little crazy about the, the, the soaps that they use. It literally can strip your body of natural oils and it's, it's not a good thing. So no complaint on smell yet, Gabby says. We'll keep us posted on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I typically use soap, but I use very mild soap. So, oh, Jeff said Indiana. I misread his comment earlier. He is from Indiana, so there's no problem with the shower getting cold. Wow. 52 degrees, huh? Even at this time of the year? How cold is it in Indiana right now, I wonder? It's pretty warm here. It's um the ocean is in the in the 80s right now. So very welcoming. <laughs> if you ask me. Our pool is probably the same. Maybe even warmer. All right. Any other questions? We'll leave it a few more minutes before we wrap up, but um, let's get those questions coming in. Kevin says he's spoken to women who said it takes three weeks, but if they can get through three weeks with no shampoo, their hair is fabulous, better than ever. Wow. I don't, I mean, I actually go seven days without shampooing my hair, but I have very dry hair. Um, I know a lot of girls that can't go very long. I know girls that have to shampoo every day because it's so oily. Like it gets really greasy. It like gets stuck to their head. I have the opposite problem. Um, this actually, you probably haven't seen my crazy summer hair yet, but this is tame. Um, I, uh, it's so dry, but I went in the ocean last night before it got dark and then I just rinsed it and added a little bit of, um, leave-in conditioner and then wrapped it up in a tight bun. And when I woke up, it was still wet, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then this is what it looks like. So, um, I haven't washed it in a while though, but I think the, the salt water and the chlorine after I, uh, jump in the pool. I think it actually strips some of that oil right out. All right. Kathy says, great to know, Kevin. Kathy, keep us posted on that when you've gone three weeks without shampoo. I'm very curious to hear, to hear an update from you. All right. Jeff says it's 66 and raining in Indiana. Oof. Yeah, apparently the oiliness will go away after not using using shampoo for a while, Kevin says. Very interesting. I don't know if I could try that. I mean, what about the buildup? Don't you get buildup? 
or do you, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I would get build up. Like I would have to like scrub my scalp really, really good to get to like clean it off. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Kathy's going to try it. <laughs> I don't know. It's build up of something. You don't get build up. Maybe because I have to use product to tame my hair. There, there, now I'm onto something. Buildup of product from taming my hair. I put a lot of conditioner in my hair because it's so, it literally will stand out to here if I don't. It is crazy. I, it's really wild what happens to my hair in the summer. The humidity, whew. It's, it's, not, it's not friendly to my hair, but my skin loves it. All right. Last minute questions, guys. I think several people are typing, so we'll let those come in and answer them, and then we will we'll have to see you next week. <laughs> you have proof of my hair. <laughs> Kevin, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> my hair is huge. I mean, I can try. I have to see. I have to check my skip my calendar and make sure I don't have anywhere to be next week but if I don't I can start it this weekend I'll start it this weekend and see how how long I can go and maybe I'll just take a photo if I can't keep it going but yeah it's um <laughs> my hair gets pretty unruly it's pretty funny when I used to work at a surf company we would go surf um, at lunch a lot of the time and I would come back and I would have to like sit there and like twist my hair to keep it from like turning, you know, like basically it's like a huge fro. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It gets huge. Big hair 80s episode. I love it. I mean, maybe if everyone starts posting photos of their hair, maybe I'll get brave enough to do a, a live show like that but it's gonna be online forever that's a little scary all right nikki says my hair used to get very greasy and if i didn't wash it every other day i was able to stand it up like a like i had gel <laughs> after a while i can go almost two weeks and it's barely greasy i changed to a more organic shampoo and conditioner that's awesome um i think i know what you mean like those there's one called no poo <laughs> it's kind of a funny, funny name. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you'll do it. <laughs> Kevin's going to post a photo with his 80s hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kathy said, start now, don't wait. All right, all right. Since we're talking about hair, says Paul, what's a good treatment for dandruff? That's a good question. Um, I know historically... Um, the conventional treatment would be that selsum, is it selsum or selsun blue? I don't know what's in that, but so I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if dandruff is dry. I, I feel like it's dry scalp. And if it's dry scalp, then I'm, I'm almost curious to look into whether or not that could be, um, caused by different things like lack of um, good healthy fats in the diet and the ability to break them down for proper absorption, which can lead to really dry skin and scalp is skin. So 
I would assume that it could also lead to dandruff. Um, so make sure that you're breaking down your, your fats and you're getting enough good healthy fats in your diet. That's one thought that I have from a functional perspective. Um, Kevin also just mentioned that it could be a sign, dandruff could be a sign of dysbiosis and yeast or a fungal infection. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't really dealt with anyone um, who has dandruff. Kevin also says that dairy can be a cause. So those are a few things to kind of look into. If you haven't done a discovery call, you can always do so. Um, at least we could, we would, should, you know, after a good conversation and answering all the questions, we should be able to determine whether or not you have a dysbiosis um, or some kind of fungal or, or yeast infection. Um, I want to say, Kevin, is it yeast that if you have white film on your tongue, is that from yeast? I want to say that that is a yeast, a sign of a, a yeast infection, um, is when the top of your tongue has a coating of white. Yes, he says. Um, you know, sometimes if you go to an acupuncturist, someone who studies Eastern medicine, that's one of the things that they do is that they ask you to stick out your tongue and really good ones will actually ask you not to scrape or brush your tongue for several weeks leading up to the appointment because it, the, you know, it could actually kind of slough off some of the, some of the signs of it. But if you have a film on your tongue and it's not like bright pink or it's basically bright pink or kind of like a reddish hue, then you most likely have dysbiosis going on. So just, uh, you know, some food for thought there. Um, all right. Well, guys, we are going to wrap this one up. We had a really great show today. If you guys didn't have a listen, go check it out. We had our first live case study. So we had someone come on and we, it was a really good one because it was quite challenging this particular person's case. They have a lot going on. We talked, actually, I have it right here. Um, his main concerns were heartburn, diabetes, high triglycerides, and memory loss. And we really dove into um, a lot of detail there. He has a lot going on, but he has been listening to Kevin for, for several years now and has really come a long way from when he first started listening. He lost over 100 pounds and got off about five medications. So if you didn't have a chance to listen, I highly recommend it. It was a great show. And we really had to, you know, get creative and figure out why he's still having these, these issues. Um, so um, he's done a lot of things that have reduced the symptoms um, and even had them go completely away. And then they come back every so often. So he, you know, is kind of struggling with that. So we, we did uncover a few more things that he can work on and, um, hopefully we'll have him back on in the near future once he has addressed those things. But anyways, uh, have a listen. Thanks for joining us on this live Q and A. And I look forward to seeing you guys here next week. Thank you.